Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible. Maybe you've been reading the Bible and you've run across some things that you're unclear about, or maybe there's something that's always confused you. Well, this is a great opportunity for you to call in with that question, and hopefully I can give you an answer that will bring clarity where there has been confusion or a lack of clarity in the past. I'd love to do that with you and discuss the Bible together with you. Um, the other thing you can do, call us if you have a prayer request. If there's something going on in your life, maybe a loved one or a family member, or just something that's heavy on your heart that's going on in society, I'd love to pray with you here on the air with so many other people listening, able to say amen and pray together in Jesus' name for one another. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. As we're waiting for those calls to come in, let me just uh, welcome those of you, first of all, who are tuning in in Colorado and Wyoming here on Grace FM. I was just in a, a meeting with some pastors yesterday from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we were talking about how uh, the this radio station, Ca uh, Grace FM, and this show, Calvary Live, uh, air broadcast all the way up into Cheyenne. So we welcome those of you listening in Wyoming, as well as those of you listening in Colorado. Our listening range goes all the way from Cheyenne, Wyoming, all the way down to Colorado Springs and in the surrounding area as well. So we're so glad to have you tuning in. For those of you who are local listeners, you're hearing this show live. Today is February 5th. It's a Friday. We're so glad to have you tuning in. Give me a call if you are here in the local area, 303-690-3000. But also give me a call if you are listening on one of our sister stations. Also listening on Hope FM, perhaps, on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. And we also want to greet our listeners who are tuning in on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina. So glad to have you with us and so glad that you're part of this Calvary Live family. We love having our listeners who tune in on the East Coast and tune in in Tennessee on Hope FM and Truth FM. Um, I just saw a map also that showed me our listeners who are currently tuning in um, in different places here in the United States and looks like up into Canada as well. So we want to welcome those of you also who are tuning in online. Just a reminder for those of you listening on the East Coast and the area around Tennessee, you are hearing the program on a one-week delay. So we just want you to keep that in mind, but we still want you to call in with your questions, and uh, and then you will have the unique opportunity where you, know, you call in with your question or your prayer request. You will be able to tune in a week later and hear yourself on the show and you will then be able to invite somebody else to listen with you and maybe that'll that's a way you can invite invite them or introduce them to listening to christian radio and and the sermons and the messages and this show that are going to play on that local station there on the east coast in pennsylvania new jersey and maryland and 
and Truth FM in Tennessee and North Carolina and Kentucky. We'd love to have more and more people tuning in, hearing the good word uh, of the Lord, you know, for them and hearing the good news of Jesus and the, the word of God being taught. And so we encourage you, whether whether you're listening live or whether you're listening on delay, to be spreading the word about Grace FM because God's doing some really great things through this station. We get reports all the time of how God is using this station in people's lives. So definitely help get the word out on social media to your friends and conversations. But again, we want to welcome those of you who are listening. Uh, those of you who are listening online, you're also listening live. And I see that we have listeners. Um, we have a listener in South Africa. It looks like we have a listener in Canada. And we've got listeners all over the United States, from the West Coast to the Southwest, here in the mountain region, Midwest, um, some of the Great Lakes area, as well as the East Coast. So wherever you're tuning in from today, we're so glad that you are here and listening to us listening with us but we want this to be an interactive show you know we would we'd love to hear from you we'd love to answer your questions on the phone or either or either on the phone or via text so give us a call 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 with your prayer request and your questions about the bible and you can text us at 720-336-0897 so a few words about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. And we're a Calvary Chapel-affiliated church here in this city. Uh, I've been the pastor here now for eight years. And just uh, God's been really blessing our church. And we're so glad about everything he's doing. We, we moved into our own building recently. And uh, it's a great space. We'd love for you to see it. Maybe you're, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you haven't been to our church before. We'd love for you to come and see this great space that God has given us, and that allows us to be open for um, services both in person and online. So we'd love to have you join us on Sunday for services uh, either in person or online. Our in-person services are 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11 a.m. That's 8, 9.30, and 11 a.m. in person. We have a full children's ministry, everything, so birth all the way up through fifth grade, and then we have youth group as well. But that is all at the 9.30 service. And then our 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. services are family services. The 8 a.m. services really are kind of COVID-friendly service, so a few less people. And also it's right after our building has been professionally cleaned uh, every week. And so it's definitely for those who want to gather in person but you're, you are concerned and wanting to be careful, uh, we would definitely invite you to come to the 8 o'clock service. But uh, all of our services, you know, we aim to be safe and welcoming so we encourage you uh, if you're looking for a place to worship in person we'd love to have you i'll give i'll give you our address our address is 2950 colorful avenue that's 2950 colorful avenue here in longmont and our zip code is 80504 and what that means is that we are on the east side of longmont so we are right in between i-25 and downtown longmont right on highway 119 which is the main highway into longmont from i-25 it's the highway that goes up to boulder and so we would love to have you join us if you're ever driving this way in between Longmont and I-25. If you just look to the north, you can't miss our church. Uh, we're the only church out here in this area. Uh, we're right across the street from Sandstone Ranch Community Park, and we have a really big sign that you can't miss. So just look to the north while you're driving down Highway 119 into Longmont, and you will see us. And we'd love to have you come and worship with us. You can also worship with us online. On our website, whitefieldschurch.com, or you can uh, check out our YouTube page where we post not only our services, we also post kind of weekly 
uh, teaching videos and uh, discussion videos about theology and the Bible. Love for you to check that out. That's youtube.com slash Whitefields Church. And check us out on Facebook just to keep in touch with everything that's going on. We have a men's prayer breakfast going on tomorrow. So if there's any men in, men listening and you're in the Longmont area, we'd love to have you come out. And uh, that is at 9 o'clock here at our church building tomorrow. So any men out there looking for fellowship, maybe a, a, a free breakfast and uh, some prayer, we, we invite you to come out tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock to our building here. And if you're looking for directions and you couldn't jot down the uh, address as I read it out earlier, just go ahead and always check out our website, whitefieldschurch.com. And you can always also find us on all the social media channels, Instagram, uh, Twitter, we're on Facebook, pretty much everywhere where you are, we try to be there as well. And you can also hear our daily radio program every weekday at 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 through 30 p.m. That's So we have two slots, a morning slot and, a, and an afternoon slot, 9 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. And we're also on on Sundays at 1 p.m. And we'd love for you to tune in and hear those sermons cut for radio at those times. So let's go to our callers. I've got Heather in Aurora, Colorado, our first caller. Let's go to her. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the program. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I just had a question. I mean, it's not really, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm in a relationship, and we're both recovering heroin addicts, and I'm a little over a year clean, and um, my boyfriend has really been struggling. He's been, he'll be clean for like two or three months, and then I'll find, you know, a syringe or something, and then he'll lie to me about it. And I've told him, you know, it's not even the using so much as just the lying, but now I've caught him in like other lies that are just stupid and frivolous, and he doesn't seem to understand like why I'm upset or why I'm withdrawn, and I've just... I've been praying and really would like prayer just for God to let me know, like, what to do. I love the guy. I've been with him for, like, five years, and he just got out of prison. And, like, it's—I don't want to give up on the relationship or give up on him, but at the same time, it's, like, affecting me, like, emotionally and spiritually. And I just don't know, like, when is enough enough. Like, yeah, I, you know. Well, I'll tell you like this. It's just prayer for— just wisdom and encouraged to do what I need to do if I need to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's pray first. And then after that, let me, let me speak to some of the things that you asked about, but let me pray for you first. So let's start there. Heavenly father, we pray together for, for Heather. And, uh, I, I pray knowing that there's so many other people listening in cars and in, in their offices and wherever they're listening at who agree in prayer and say, Lord, would you please give Heather a lot of wisdom? Would you pre- please, along with love, help her to know what, what is the wise thing for her to do in this situation, uh, for her own health, for her own recovery, and, and even for her boyfriend, um, the fact that she loves him, or does she, should she stay with him? When is enough enough? Um, Lord, help her to know the answer to that. And Lord, please uh, give her wise counselors who are able to speak into her life and give her good advice. Lord, please give her the courage to do the thing that you call her to do, even if it's hard. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Heather, a few thoughts on that. I will tell you this, that I don't think that, 
you know, as Christians, we, we talk a lot about forgiveness. And forgiveness is at the heart of Christianity. It's the heart of following Jesus. It's really central to uh, who God is and who he calls us to be. But um, for, forgiving people who've sinned against you and who've lied to you, for example, doesn't mean that we don't uh, need to draw boundaries sometimes. And I think that um, this seems like a case where, you know, he, he's not respecting you enough to tell you the truth or, or maybe he's trying to hide things. I don't think that that's going to be really helpful for you in your recovery if, you know, he's continuing to fall back into addiction. Uh, there's a lot of temptation there that you're probably going to be faced with if you're not already. And so, yeah, I, I would really encourage you to have, a, have that conversation with him that says, you know, at some point, if you keep doing this, I, you know, we can still, you know, I'll, I'll still love you, but that doesn't mean that we have to be in a relationship together. You know, I think one of the misnomers that a lot of people have is that um, if you love somebody, then that means that you have to be with them like in a romantic relationship. But I mean, obviously, that's not the case because we know that uh, not everybody we love is somebody that we're called to be, you know, in a romantic relationship with or, or to be married to. Right. We're called to love our neighbors, but we're not called to marry all of our neighbors or to be in a relationship with them. And so I think that um, you're not necessarily being unloving by saying, hey, I have to draw a boundary here. What you're doing is not good for me and my recovery, nor is it really good for you. And at some point, I have to ask the question of if I'm just kind of enabling you to go on by not having any boundaries. So I would, I would really encourage you that boundaries are, are loving, right? Because you're telling him what is okay and what's not okay and what will happen if if he continues to break those boundaries that is actually very much what god does throughout the bible he'll say here are the um here are the boundaries and here's what will happen if you cross these lines and so i i would really encourage you i, I would i guess I'm, my encouragement to you would be probably to take firmer boundaries and actually have real real repercussions if he continues or, or maybe even the time has already come where you say you know what i think this is not a healthy relationship for either of us and and you know you're calling into a, a christian show and and i'm a pastor obviously my my advice to you is going to be that you need to go seriously be seeking the lord uh, get involved in the church community dive in head first go all the way and if he's willing to do that and, and willing to pursue not only sobriety, but willing to pursue the Lord, then maybe there's a future for you guys. But if that's not where he's at, then I would really encourage you to continue loving him. But that again, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be in a relationship with him. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, God that bless you. That helped a lot. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, God bless you. Bye thank bye. you. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. Let's go to our next caller, Lewis in Elizabeth, Colorado. Hi, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you. Good to have you. 
What can I do for you? Well, uh, I'm talking to a gentleman, and he's a religious. I don't know what religion he is, but he thinks that when we die, that we go to paradise with Abraham. Mm -hmm. Like I tried to explain to him, when Jesus died on the cross, everybody was taken to heaven at that time. And we will, when we die, we will go to heaven and not to paradise or to Abraham's bosom. Right. Yeah. So uh, let me just do my best to explain that to you um, and, and how you can explain it to him. There's a few really key verses. And uh, I wrote an article on this. I have a website where I write some articles. And I wrote an article kind of outlining what happens when you die if you're a believer. And um, let me just pull that up real quick just so I can have it in front of me because I, I referenced the Bible verses. And so, so um, just to be real succinct or as succinct as possible, um, what we read about the Abraham's bosom that he's referring to is we're reading about that in Luke chapter 16. Okay, I found the article. If anybody's interested um, in reading the article in, in detail that I'm referring to, it is on my website, which is nickkady.org, N-I-C-K-C-A-D-Y.org, nickkady.org. And the article is called, Did People Go to Heaven Before Jesus' Death and Resurrection? And so what we see there in Luke chapter 16 is that we read um, that... A rich man died, and so did a man named Lazarus, who was a poor man, yet he died in faith. So it says that Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, which was a place of comfort, and the rich man went to Hades, or hell. Now, what you need to understand is that there's a word in the Old Testament that is called Sheol. And Sheol, for the Jewish people, what it meant is uh, the dwelling place of the dead. And, and that meant both the dead who die in faith and those who die apart from faith. So everybody goes to Sheol. But it seems that, from Luke 16, it seems very clear that Sheol is divided into two parts. Those parts are called, as we mentioned before, Abraham's bosom and Hades. Abraham's bosom being a place of comfort as you wait, and again, the key to Sheol is that Sheol, either in Abraham's bosom or in Hades, they're both essentially waiting rooms, if you will. You're waiting for the, what comes next after that. And so we see that uh, you know, there's a chasm between the two, is the other thing we're told there by Jesus in Luke chapter 16, that in Sheol, these two parts of Sheol, Abraham's bosom, where those who die in faith go, and uh, Hades, where those who die apart from faith go, they, um, there's a chasm between the two which cannot be crossed. Now, here's what happens, though. It, this is a, a great question because it answers another question which many people have is, so how did the Old Testament saints, did they go to heaven? How could they go to heaven if they hadn't yet been redeemed by Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection on their behalf? And the answer is that they died in faith in hope, in the hope of the Messiah, and they went to this waiting place within Sheol, the dwelling place of the dead. Now, what happened is that as Jesus 
um, was on the cross, right? He, he dies on the cross. And what does he do during those three days? Well, the Apostles' Creed tells us this, and then I'll get us back to the Bible. But let me just quote to you what the Apostles' Creed said, which is one of the earliest Christian creeds, which states what early Christians believed about Jesus and believed that the Bible taught. And it tells us this, that he suffered under Pontius Pilate, he was crucified, died, and was buried, and he descended into the depths, or hell, right? He descended into Sheol, really, is what it means. And the third day he rose again from the dead. Now, what did he do during that time? Well, Ephesians chapter 4 tells us this, that when he descended into the lower regions, or the depths, right, Sheol, he descended in order to lead the captives in his train. So what does that mean? It means that those who died in faith, Jesus essentially went down to Abraham's bosom and took all those who were waiting for salvation, those who died in faith and were waiting there in Abraham's bosom, he took them to the presence of God, what we call heaven. He took them to heaven. And um, so that means that those who were waiting in Hades, they remained there and they are still waiting for uh, what comes next. And what we read about what comes next is in Revelation chapter 20. It says that hell or Hades will be then emptied out by being cast into the lake of fire. So um, I hope that answers the question. So the relevant verses for your friend that you want to point out would be Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, and 1 Peter 3, verses 19 through 20, talks about how Jesus preached to the spirits in heaven. That's an interesting verse because he wasn't preaching to those in Abraham's bosom, Rather, he was preaching uh, basically a message of judgment to those who were in Hades, declaring to them what had taken place on the cross. Yeah. So, okay, but th those would be the re relevant verses. Well, I thank you very much, and I'll give these verses for him to read, and we'll talk about it. That sounds great. I hope you guys have a great conversation. Well, okay, you have a good day, and God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Uh -huh. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm taking your calls and texts live on the air today, answering your questions about the Bible and praying for your prayer requests. If you have something going on in your life that you'd like biblical perspective on or you just simply want prayer for, give me a call. If you have a question about the Bible, something that you've been confused about or would like to have a little bit more clarity or insight on, I'd love to talk with you about that as well. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Looks like we have a, another caller here, for Anthony in Fort Lupton, Colorado. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Good afternoon. Um, so I got a question. Well, my son has a question. Um, he asked me, uh, Daddy, if God is our Father in heaven, who is our mother? And what to say? I was shocked, and I said, you know, son, I don't know. I'll, I will find out for you, though. Sure. And here I am, Pastor. <laughs> Right. Uh, so, you know, Christianity and the Bible, they don't teach that there is what we call a divine mother. 
You know, so the idea that there's a divine father and a divine mother. Now, what does it mean that God is our, our father, right? So it means that we relate to him as a father. Uh, and by that, we mean traditional father roles, right? So not only do is he the one who gave birth to us, so to say, or originated, we originated from him, but also he's the one who provides for us, right? He's the one who protects us. Now, there are times in the Bible where God describes himself as being like a mother. You know, he says, just as a mother cannot forget the baby at her breast, so I will not forget you. He says, just as a mother hen desires to gather her chicks under her wings, so I desire to gather you under my wings. Right? So he, he says, uh, essentially, I am your father, your provider, your protector, the, the one from whom you originate, and I'm also that maternal, motherly, nurturing nurturing figure. So he is all in all. So that, that would be really the answer to that question, is that who is our divine mother? Well, the Bible doesn't say that God is our mother, but God does use motherly metaphors to describe aspects of how he loves us and cares for us. So does that answer your question? Yeah. That answers it. Thank cool. Yeah, and I mean that's part of who God is, right? So He's so He's utterly different Correct. than us, right? So that not every uh, not everything will have a parallel, I guess you could say. Great. Right. Well, cool. Hey, let me just commend you for talking to your son about the Lord. That's good stuff, man. Keep that up. Yeah. He uh he hears his prey and we call him father so he I was shocked. <laughs> yep. Well that's I good, will let you him know. No, pastor, thank you very much. God bless you. All right, bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Six nine zero three thousand, or you can text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. You know, a big part of why we called God Father, and why did we pray to Him as Father, is because that's how Jesus taught us to pray. Now, we I think we might take that for granted. Maybe I'm just talking about myself, but I think that we take it for granted. Okay, God is a Father; He's a heavenly Father. But when Jesus taught His disciples to pray by referring to God as Father. I mean, please understand, that was a, a revolutionary thing at that time. Um, it, was, it was even like almost scandalous that Jesus would use this word of God, the word Abba. The word Abba means not just Father, but it's Daddy. And what's so special about this is that it's, it's very intimate and it's very personal. And this is what Jesus was trying to, to help his disciples to see is that they could talk to God not as uh, a distant being, like, you know, the uh, old song from the 80s, like, God is watching us, you know, from way, way far away. God is out there somewhere, and he's just kind of observing us from far away. No, but it's that God is intimately involved with us. He's a loving father as, as you know, as only a true father can be. That is who God is to us, and we can relate to him in that way. Not only can we talk to him as our father, Right? So think about all the implications of that. It means, as I've said before, when we pray to God, we're not praying to a genie where if we say the right words, he's obligated to give us whatever we ask for. We're praying to our Father 
who who loves us, who is committed to us, who calls us his children in whom he is pleased, right? His good pleasure. And so we talk to our father and we know that whatever we ask, our father's going to give us what we would have asked for if we knew everything he knows. He's going to give us what is absolutely best for us because he's committed to us and he loves us as a father. And uh, that's so encouraging and reassuring. Now, that doesn't mean, like we were talking about, that we have a divine mother. There are some cults out there, for example. There's this cult called the World Mission Society Church of God. They believe that their founder's wife is the mother. But of course, we've talked about that before, and that's that's a whole different topic, uh, way off base. But I uh, want to give you the numbers to call, and we'll be right back in two minutes. 303-690-3000. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, here with you today, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, or you can text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let me take the opportunity before we go to our next caller to just uh, invite you personally. If you're just tuning in, I'd love to have you come and worship with us here at our church in Longmont this coming weekend. Um, our, we've, God's blessed us with a great space here where we can have in-person services. We have three in-person services every Sunday, and we have two online services. So we'd love to have you for. Any of those in-person services are 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m., and online services are at 9.30 and 11. So we'd love to have you for that. For more information and directions, check our website, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. And now let's get back to our next caller, Alicia in Greeley, Colorado. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the program. Um, Hi, Pastor Katie. How are you? I'm doing great. What's up? Hello? Hi. I can hear you. Um, Yeah, what can I do for you? Oh, it looks like we might have a a bit of a rough connection here. Um, Alicia, I I do want to hear your call. I see a note here that you have a a daughter who says she doesn't believe in God. Uh, Can you hear me, Alicia? I can hear you just fine. Okay, cool. So tell me about... Can you hear me now? (laughs) I can hear you now. Tell me about your daughter. Okay, so a couple years ago, her dad passed away, and ever since then, she's gotten really dark. I found um, occult-type stuff on her computer, and I put the kibosh on all that, and now she's just really hard to reach, really negative all the time, says she doesn't believe in God, and I just don't know, aside from praying, how I can reach her. Yeah, no, that's a good Good um, good question, and it's a really difficult thing to, to be going with. You know, there's a saying, and I've found it to be true in my life and my ministry with people, is that the majority of people who say that they don't believe in God, their reason for not believing in God isn't uh, philosophical. It is, um, it is personal. And it sounds like that is the case with your daughter as well. Um, I would encourage you, you know, as you as you probably already are doing, just to view her 
just with so much empathy and to talk to her with empathy and understand, you know, the, the sadness that she's experiencing. There, there are also a lot of really great questions to this. And, and what I've found is that uh, I, I also have a daughter around the same age as your daughter. And um, what I've found is that, you know, talking through things about God, you know, and saying, hey, let's just talk about it. And usually that doesn't work very well if you just like sit them down and say, hey, we're going to have a talk about God. But, you know, as you're doing things together, you know, say, you know, ask her questions, kind of try and just listen to where she's coming from. Because what I found is, again, because most people, it's not that they don't believe in God philosophically. It's that they're, they're upset about the fact that God allowed something to happen. They're upset about um, something that has happened to them. And this is kind of their reaction. And there's a lot of assumptions involved in this, right? Which are that if sure. there really was a God, then why would he allow me to suffer in this way? Um, that's usually the big issue. It's the, it's the problem of pain more than it is a, a problem of, you know, not believing that God exists, doesn't, or not believing that God exists because, you know, she studied um, some kind of astronomy or science, right? At 12 years old, this is, this is definitely a personal issue. And right. so, yeah, there's also a really good book and I, they just came out with a kid's version, which I was really excited about because the adult version, the original version, was so good. And I'm actually going to see if it came out. Uh, the adult version is called Confronting Christianity. And it's, uh, it's a woman, she's a British woman, and she wrote kind of 12, uh, a book which outlines kind of 12 big topics, like the 12 big things that people say, I can't believe in God because of this, right? And so she addresses those 12 topics and gives gives a really thoughtful response and she was planning on releasing a version for kids and i'm just going to search to see if it came out yet that would um, probably be helpful <laughs> at least for her to go through on her own in her own time because she doesn't really want much to do with me anymore at this point oh i see well you know what yeah. it, it does look like that version for kids hasn't been released yet which is too bad because um i'm really looking forward to it when it does um so there are a few um few resources in fact you know what i bet that book is not too difficult for her to read the the lady who writes it writes it with just a, a great tone you know like it could be read by anybody so the book sure. is called confronting christianity Okay. And it says, tw the subtitle is 12 Hard Questions for the World's Largest Religion. And the okay. author, the author's name is Rebecca McLaughlin. That's with a G-H. So it's uh, just type right. in Re Rebecca McLaughlin Confronting Christianity. It'll come right up. And I've read a lot of similar books to this one, but I think this is maybe one of the best. And um, so, so that... That would be my, my number one resource, but I would just really encourage you to do a lot of listening to your daughter and, you know, kind of challenge some of those things she's saying in a really loving way, you know, that, so, and I would just encourage you to be praying for her, and, and let's do that before we get off the phone today. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we pray for Alicia and, uh, and her daughter, Lord, just struggling uh, with with pain and hurt from losing her father and with 
maybe other things going on in her life that uh, make her sad, that cause her to, to feel this way. Lord, we pray that you would break through this darkness. Lord, we know that the enemy wants to bind her and just uh, hold her back, wants to twist her life and her mind. And Lord, we pray that you would bind the enemy. And Lord, uh, as the verse says, that in order to take a strong man's, what a strong man is holding, you have to bind the strong man, then you can take what is his. Lord, we pray that you would plunder Satan from what he's trying to do in this young girl's life, Lord, and, and make her your own. Take her and um, Lord, make her a child of God and, and your daughter. We pray that you would break through the darkness uh, with your light and Lord, that you would use Alicia in that process. Give her a lot of wisdom with how to speak to her daughter, with what ways to, to do that and the right timing for it. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, Alicia. I'm really sorry to hear about your struggle, but I do pray that God will use this in, in your life and, and in your daughter's life as well to, to really, um, that there will be a breakthrough. Great. Thank you so much for your prayers, Mr. Katie. My pleasure. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you. Have a good day. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. Let's go to our next caller, Tanya in Longmont, Colorado. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I just had a question. I was listening to you talk a little bit earlier ago about um, Sheol, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering, where do spirits come from? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, a great question. Um, where do spirits come from? Well, first of all, we know that every spirit, right, is created by God. But um, if you mean as in the sense of like ghosts, that might be a different thing. But let's say this way. Um, Spirits, obviously created by God. There's no spirit that exists apart from God. In fact, the Hebrew word and, and also the Greek word for spirit is the same word as wind or breath. They're all the same word. And that's why when the Bible describes how God created man and and the woman it says that he breathed into them he breathed into them his living a living spirit and and you just to understand that in hebrew and in greek also that's a bit of a play on words right so god breathed his breath into them a living spirit came into them and it's all the same word over and over so it's this idea that um, life comes from god this the fact that we have a spirit that comes from God. And, you know, we would say that uh, you are, of course, an embodied person, but when this body of flesh passes away, there is a spirit which will live forever, either in hell or in heaven, right? It will live forever um, in the life to come. So I was actually wondering, like, where do ghosts come from? And the reason why I'm asking is because my ex-husband is telling me that he's actually speaking with one. She's talking to him, and he's talking to her, and he believes that it's a woman who passed away about five days ago. And I'm just curious. You know, I understand the teaching on Sheol. I understand that. So I'm just curious Who's he talking to? Is he actually talking to this woman? Is it possible that these people in Sheol 
are wandering the earth like the devil is wandering the earth. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying yeah. to make sense of no, it. I understand your question, and, and I'll answer it really clearly. I would um, say, well, let me let me answer it, and then I'll tell you what I think about your husband. Um, you know, it says this in the Bible. Paul tells believers to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 9, it says this, man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Right? We're told that uh, the dwelling place of the dead, remember in Luke 16, if you read the story, the man essentially asks that he would be allowed out of Sheol to go and appear to his brothers and basically appeal to them not to follow in his same way, right? but to trust in God and, and put their faith in God so that they wouldn't go to Hades. And the answer to that man is no. You, you cannot leave once you're here. And it says, and it, it sounds like a hard thing to say, but they, it says, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Right? The answer is you have one life, and after that's over, you, you don't get a, another shot at it, which I know is, uh, is very final. It's very sobering. It's very serious. But it also tells us that this man wanted to essentially do what you're saying, right? Go and wander the earth and leave Sheol. And he was told, no, 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 that's not how it works. In other words, um, I do not believe that ghosts are the deceased spirits of people who have died in the past and are now kind of wandering the earth disembodied, waiting for whatever comes next. And that leads me to what I would say about your husband is that I would really... Um, caution him against speaking to any spirit because the bible does tell us that there are spirits but because human spirits that have passed away are either at this point either in hades or in heaven with god to speak to a spirit that is not god it would be to speak to a demon and uh, that is something that actually throughout the old testament we are warned not to do we're warned not to speak to um, spirits demons were warned not to do those things um and you know there are there are words for that necromancy is like the idea of, of speaking to or trying to raise up this their conjure the spirits of the dead in um first samuel chapter 28 saul king of israel tries to speak to samuel the prophet who is deceased and it's a it's a difficult chapter to really understand because it seems that he does speak to samuel and so, like, what is that? Well, it's, it seems that God allowed this to happen um, for a purpose. Or we, we might say that the Spirit of God spoke to Saul. My, my personal belief is that God allowed the Spirit of Samuel to appear and speak to Saul, but that that's not like a normal, normative thing that happens regularly or generally or really ever anywhere else in the Bible. So I would, uh, I would really caution your husband uh, not to do that. Cool. But Tanya, I don't know if you're still there or if you're, you're able to hear what I'm saying, but um, thanks for calling in and good question. Um, I'll give you a couple of verses to read. Uh, a verse like Leviticus 19, which talks about not working with mediums and uh, seeking spirits. Uh, another one's Leviticus chapter 20, which again speaks about mediums and, and seeking spirits. Um, you know, Manasseh, one of the worst kings of Judah in 2 Kings 21, um, he 
was he practiced uh, spiritualism or so to say in the sense of mediums and calling up deceased spirits. And, and then there's other verses as well. But I, I would just uh, definitely caution your husband uh, that I don't think those are good things for him to be doing. So uh, thanks for that call and God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We have all open lines right now, which means that it's a good time to call in with your prayer requests and your questions about the Bible. would love to hear from you and talk with you. We have a lot of text messages that have come in, so we'll go over there. But let me give you the number to call in. We've still got time for one or two more calls before the end of the show. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. I got a message here asking me, a text message asking me if I have any book recommendations. Yes, I do. I am reading a book right now by Preston Sprinkle. I actually read another book by him last week. Um, and I, I really like Preston Sprinkle. He's a a modern theologian comes from a very conservative theological background and holds really to a very conservative uh, theological view. And yet he has been writing theological books. He's a professor of theology and he, he's been writing theological books about really relevant topics. So I just read a book by him last week called People to be Loved. And this book is about what the Bible has to say about homosexuality. And his reason for titling, I think, is a fabulous title because his subtitle is Why Homosexuality is Not an Issue, but is About People. And yet it is, well, he says not just an issue because it is an issue, but yet it's, it's about people. And um, he does, he talks about this issue with a level of love and empathy, which I think is often lacking in a lot of the discourse, you know, um, that I, that I see. He, he does it with a real concern for love and a real concern for truth. And so I think it's the best book I've read on the topic so far. And so I really recommend it for anyone out there who's interested in what the Bible has to say about homosexuality. And it is called People to be Loved by Preston Sprinkle. And then this week I'm reading another book by Preston Sprinkle. And this book just came out on February 1st, just uh, four days ago. And it is called... Um, embodied, and I'll try and find a subtitle for you real quick because the subtitles are often, you know, very descriptive of what the book is about. Um, but it is on the topic of transgenderism and, and really gender issues, and and I think this is uh, it's a, such a important book because he's looking at it from like a, a very biblical expositional style rather than saying. But we all know what the Bible says, and there you go. No, he's, he's actually going into it very, uh, you know, looking at the scriptures. And yet, at the end of the day, he's also saying, how do we have both truth and love at the same time? How do we live out the way of Jesus, right, who is a friend of tax collectors and prostitutes and outcasts? How do we view this not just as an issue to be upset about? How do we view this as people who are who are dealing with something and how do we embrace these people and point them to Jesus and enter into relationship with them just such a such an important tone that he has on this topic so here's the subtitle of the book it's called embodied transgender identities the church and what the bible has to say by Preston Sprinkle really highly recommend it for you 
um, to read. So that's what I've been I've been reading myself. Thanks for that question. Let's go to our next caller, Tony in Greeley, Colorado. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How you doing? Doing great. What's up? Yeah, my question is, um, I've been reading the Bible, and it says if you're in the flesh, the flesh, or if you want to be in the spirit, you should be in the spirit. So is it talking about things of the flesh if you're uh, doing things of the flesh or of the flesh or what is Yeah, no, let me help you understand what that means. There's a place, too, where where Paul talks about this, right? He says um, that the things of the spirit are opposed to the flesh. There's a couple different ways that we that this is talked about in the Bible. Sometimes it's referred to as, you know, the world. Do not love the world or anything in the world, because if anyone who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And yet we're told that Jesus, or God, so loved the world that he gave his only son. So what does it mean? Are we supposed to love the world or hate the world? Well, when it uses the world in that context of not loving the world, what it's talking about is the, the things of the world, the things of this earth, right, the fleshly things. I guess another way of thinking about them is, kind of base things that are opposed to God, right? And so Paul talks about sowing to the flesh versus sowing to the spirit. And the word there, sowing, I mean, that's the language of planting seeds. Like if you've ever had a garden or if you've planted seeds before, what you're doing is you're planting a seed. And when you plant a seed, you don't immediately see the results. There's something happening, but it's happening under the surface in a way you can't see. And then that bears fruit or that seed sprouts later on in the same way when you do certain actions you are sowing either to help you grow in the spirit meaning in your relationship with god in the way that god wants you to go or you are sowing to the flesh which would be the things that are opposed to god right or maybe maybe sometimes those things aren't even opposed to god they just don't help you grow in the things of god so a really important chapter for you to read on this topic would be Galatians chapter 5 and Galatians chapter 6. And there Paul even, Paul the Apostle, he outlines, you know, what are some of the actions that are characteristic of what he calls the flesh? And what are some actions that are characteristic of what he calls walking in the Spirit? But he says, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. You know, he says against these things, there's no law, right? So uh, the, the works of the flesh, you know, he talks about murder and jealousy and, and all kinds of other things. And again, like I said, the flesh is, is feeding our bodies in ways that don't help us grow spiritually. It's acting in a way that is opposed to the things of God or that slows us down or hinders us. So if that helps, um, that, that would be important. And how do we walk in the, the spirit? Well, we do it by taking God's hand and walking with him, by obeying him. That's one of the ways that we walk in the spirit. And so um, I, I would just encourage you, read those two chapters, and I think that will help you get some clarity on it. Right, right. And I would like to ask for prayer over all of that to have me in the right direction. Yeah, let's do that. Heavenly Father, I pray for Tony, and I just pray that you would help him, Lord, to walk in the spirit, Lord, to sow to the spirit by reading his Bible, by going to church, by being in fellowship with other believers, by seeking you in different ways. Lord, we pray that you'd help him to sow to the Spirit and not to the flesh. Lord, if there are areas in his life where he has been 
uh, sowing to the flesh. Lord, he's been doing things or in investing his time and energy in doing things which don't help him grow in you, which lead him away from you. Lord, we pray that you would give him the strength to resist temptation. And Lord, that you would, by your spirit, continually be drawing him to yourself. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you, Tony. Thanks for calling in. Okay, Okay. thank you. All right, bye-bye. Let's go to our next caller, Carlos in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Carlos. Welcome to the program. Hello. What can we do for you? Um, so I've been reading uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and just kind of like the whole book of Matthew, just kind of going slow by or page by page, really slow. And um, my main question or, like, prayer request is try, try to— give me more confidence and assurance in fasting. Um, I mean, Jesus talks about it in Matthew 6, 16, about how we should be fasting and when we fast and stuff. But, I mean, some days I'm just like, oh, I'm just really, really hungry. And what what, what will one little what will one little fry do? You know what I mean? But it's, I know that it's like a discipline that we should all uh, try to attain and try to live out. But, you know, it's just hard sometimes. Yeah, now I could pray for you in that. And um, you know what I would encourage you in, in regard to fasting is to remember the purpose of fasting. The purpose of fasting is to seek the Lord. And what you're doing is you're purposefully denying your flesh, right? Kind of a follow-up on our last caller who was asking, you know, how do you deal with the flesh? What does that mean? Well, one of the ways that Jesus told us, you know, if you want to grow in the spirit one of the ways that you do that and invest in the spirit or sow to the spirit is by denying the flesh and one of the ways to deny the flesh in a very practical way is to not eat food or to deny yourself something else which let's say is food bad not at all food's great i love food who doesn't jesus ate food he even ate food after he resurrected from the grave but what we're doing is we're saying i'm going to starve my body and choose instead to feed the flesh because i realize that i am more than just a a walking body with a brain i have a spirit a spirit that connects with god and i want to invest in that i want to sow to that relationship so if you're just fasting alone without seeking god in the midst of it you're totally missing the point right this is not a dieting technique and it's not about you know making yourself mentally tough the purpose of fasting is that instead of eating, you are denying your flesh in order to seek God. So in place of that meal, you're praying more. We always see prayer and fasting tied together in the Bible. And so that's really important that we understand that the purpose of fasting is seeking the Lord. Um, and remember this, that Jesus you know, told this uh, saying, he said, man was not created for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was created for man. The purpose of the Sabbath was to be a blessing to people god didn't create us just so that we could keep arbitrary rules now how that applies to fasting is this that god didn't uh, come up with fasting just to give you one more thing to do no god uh, created fasting for you to be a blessing to you and a way that you can connect and go deeper a way that you can so to say uh fast track or speed up that process of denying the flesh and growing spiritually so i would just encourage you in those things and let me pray for you uh, one, one more uh, prayer request as sure. well is that like here at work is like some of the older guys and 
uh, kind of like ruder people. They'd be saying like a lot of slick racist comments, but they do it like real professionally, you know, so just like perseverance, I guess, for that and like justice to come. Because, I mean, that, that really has been bugging me lately, too. That's kind of why I've been trying to fast and, like, pray more and seek God more. So if, if you could add that on the prayer, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we pray for Carlos. And thank you, Lord, that he wants to seek you. He wants to even set aside the things of the flesh so that he can grow in the things of the Spirit. Lord, we pray for these frustrations he's having at work with these people saying hurtful and, and mean, racist things. Lord, we pray that you'd give him patient endurance in the midst of this. Lord, we know that you yourself suffered insults. Uh, you were the brunt of, of people's insults. And Lord, we, we thank you that you were able to endure those things in the right way. And Lord, we pray that you'd give Carlos a lot of wisdom and a lot of strength, a lot of endurance with how to deal with those things in his own life. And Lord, we do pray that you would help him as he fasts and as he prays. Lord, strengthen him in his inner man. We pray for your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. You bet, Carlos. God bless you. All right, bye-bye. Hey, you've been listening to Calvary Live. That brings us right up to the end of our show. Uh, we uh, invite you to tune in every weekday, 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time for Calvary Live. So good to be with you and uh, take your prayer requests and answer your Bible questions. My name is Nick Cady. You can check out our church Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont at whitefieldschurch.com. We'd love to have you worship with us in person or online this Sunday. So that's whitefieldschurch.com. And I will be with you again next week on Friday. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.